Oh man, it feels so good to be back. Welcome back to Graymore. For those of you who've been paying attention, I haven't posted anything for about six months, which is my own fault, mostly because I've been dealing with graduate school and other various commitments. So it wasn't really what I was intending on. I'm hoping to continue this throughout the winter months and the year as well as I continue to write, but graduate school sucks as most of you guys know, so I will figure that out as the time comes. However, for the summer, I have reinstated Graymore, so we're going to begin the second serial, and I haven't titled it yet, which is shameful on my part, but I have the name of the first episode. I don't know how many episodes are going to be in this serial. I'm thinking anywhere between 7 and 10, Mostly because I think I have a better story with this one than I did with the last serial. And I want to expand on the characters and the story a little bit more. So here we go. It's great to be back. I will try and update the Twitter as best as I can. Debating about getting an Instagram to mostly my own private Instagram. But I'm thinking about adding one to the Graymore repertoire as well. I need to look into it a little bit more. As always, if you have comments, questions, concerns, anything you want to see in the show, if you want to be a voice actor, just go ahead and email me at jos, the letter R, B-Y-E-R-S, at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at me at graymorecast. It's either graymorecast or Graymore Podcast. I can't remember which one it is. If you just go on to Twitter and type in graymore with an E instead of an A, I'm pretty sure it'll come up. And then we always have the Facebook page as well, which is just Graymore Podcast. So without further ado, we're going to begin the second serial with episode 2.1, The Wailing Wall. had passed since the almost doctor had reaped its attack on campus. The students mourned what we'd lost. I took it home with me and turned the attic into my zero room. I took the piece of paper Casey had written me with the words, it's not me, and pinned it on the wall. The locks were on my wall as well, with the charred remains of the almost doctor's book. I had a tissue sample of one of the creatures in a slide I could use for later. I kept reeling over the fact that Casey's crystallized soul was coughed up out of her chest. She had recovered somehow, and I didn't know how to process this information. This mystery had opened into something deeper. And, as always, I guess they're accepting admissions at Graymore. To start, somehow, Casey was kept alive. She got her soul back inside her body. Second, the locks were from our department. Third, if Casey wasn't the doctor, and I wasn't, then who was? The map of Graymore was held up on a long tack board, pinned against my old workbench. 
I took my swivel chair and pinned the number to the location of the last body we found in the mines. I shook my head after seeing number one, which was Victor. That one still haunted me in my sleep. I looked at my phone and saw Amy's text that dinner was ready. I smiled a little and took off my reading glasses. I no longer and sat my phone down when it buzzed again. I threw the glasses back on and saw Casey's name come up. Tom called a meeting today. Such bullshit. 1900 at the house. I sighed and checked my watch. I had just over two hours to the meeting. K, gotta tell Amy, I replied. A few seconds later and the letter K came back as a reply. I finished writing the case file of the almost doctor and tucked it away in the filing cabinet. I stared out the oval window that overlooked the town. It hadn't changed since living here. Same festivals, same parades, everything. It was preserved, like a barstool pickle jar when the place was built. I walked down the attic stairs and the dogs ran to meet me. I patted their heads with my left hand and called out to Amy. You've been up in the attic a lot lately. How come? Working on a project, I sighed deeply. It's taking longer than I thought. She nodded then and returned to the pot boiling on the stove. Tom called us in again tonight, I said, rubbing my face with my hands. For what, Resin? It's been the third meeting in- New policies and things we have to do, babe. I sat at the table and folded my hands, my left thumb resting over my right. I don't think it's going to be a long one this time. <sighs> you said we were going to hang out and watch more Game of Thrones tonight. We will. I just need to figure out what he wants, then boogie out of there. She shook her head and laughed at me. She's such a dork. We ate a hearty dinner, and I threw on my undergrad hoodie as I stepped into the autumn air. Summer had left us in a blur, followed by the autumn with a boisterous flare. The chill in the air was extremely calming. The leaves had changed. We had a week or two to enjoy them before they fell. I smiled at the bite and looked at the pumpkins on our porch. My chai tea latte was tucked into my chest as I got into my truck and drove down the road. Town was quiet. Everyone was at the volleyball game that held the geese up against the Ravens of Rootsville. I made it to the house of campus safety just fine, with no traffic whatsoever. I opened the door and saw Shannon smiling back at me with a cute wave. Trent looked at me with a scowl as I sat next to him. Ew, gross. Resin Kirkbride and his Irish wolfhound ass. I stared back at, after ignoring him for a few seconds. Trevor, bless you, you still suck ass. Jeff came in and sat down at the table next to us. What's up? How was the weekends? I caught myself before I said busy. Jeff raised an eyebrow and gripped his hands so they didn't travel. Trevor scowled as, again as Corey, LJ, and Troy walked in laughing. Corey turned to the rest of us and smiled. Didn't you hear the news? Trevor then frowned deeply and folded his arms. No, dearie, tell us about it. Corey flipped him off, then proceeded to tell how her almost stepdaughter was walking for the first time today. It was a grand tale of feats conquered, fumbling legs, and determination. Troy laughed as well to the parts that were funny, his ginger beard and pot belly reflecting the cafe. Why do you guys look so goddamn gloomy all the time? <laughs> it's like you work the night shift or something, LJ said in a chuckle. Corey and Troy both looked at him and frowned, and LJ shrank away. For a giant of his nature, I never understood why he was so afraid of their joking frowns. 
Sorry, he said. Everyone else in the room could tell that they were joking besides LJ. Corey and Troy then proceeded to laugh as LJ recovered with grins here and there. Memes were passed around as I put my head in my hands. Casey limped in a few minutes later with a crutch under her good arm. Corey immediately pulled a chair out and forced her to sit down. Megan, Karen, Rico, and Tom all came in at the same time, smelling of cigarette smoke and e-cigs. Rob Horn followed behind them with pizzas in hand and some cola. Well, you guys heard about the hall, he said to begin the meeting. We all nodded. Happened suddenly, unexpectedly, without warning. This is why we need you to update and do your national incident management course on the computer. Groans and laughs echoed from across the room. I know, I know, I know. I hate it too. It's not like I want you guys to do this for fun. It's not gonna be fun. However, there is an incentive pay of a hundred bucks for whoever finishes it. We all nodded at that. It's time, though, that you guys get prepped for what's coming down the line. We have fall training for self-defense. Especially after Resin got attacked and Casey had her accident with the bear. I shot her a glance, but she continued to watch Rob. We have homecoming and the Omni Ball that is going to be an absolute nightmare. That's why we're going to be hiring some new people in addition to some auxiliary officers. I need all hands on deck when they train because it's going to be quick and cross multiple concepts in a short amount of time. Please don't be afraid to ask me any questions of your supervisors, Tom and Jeff. I don't have much more for you guys. I just wanted you to be squared away as hell when the shit hits the fan. Shannon then waved goodbye to us as Haley sat in the chair at the switchboard and swiveled out to meet us in the doorway. Please enjoy the fall weather around here on campus. We have free coffee per shift at the Moon's Loft, so please feel free to stop in and see the baristas for that privilege. We all nodded at that and a few of us laughed at Haley's comment. I also wanted to warn you that no matter what, day or night, to be on your toes. Rob looked at her a few minutes later, and then looked back at us. We've had some hairy things happen lately, and I don't need any of you on a gurney, alive or dead. With that, Rob went back to his office. I went to take a piss as Troy, LJ, and Corey left the office. I walked past Delilah's door, and saw Trevor on the front page of a magazine with Rob and Delilah. I'm going to have to look at that later, I said with determination. Five minutes later, we all gathered in the kitchen to eat pizza. Laughter went around as we poked fun at the day shift. Jeff even opened up about wanting to be on days. Those guys seem to be the salt of the world with their shit. I stopped on a piece of ultimate pizza and watched everyone as the conversation fell. Karen was talking to Haley, and Casey was sitting down, staring off into the distance. I caught her eye, and she mouthed Thorn as Trevor went into a sour story that happened to him of late. Everyone laughed as I said my goodbyes, turning to walk with Casey out into the autumn night. What's up, dude? We gotta go talk to Thorn. Wait, now? Tonight, yeah. I looked at my car and back at Casey. I got Game of Thrones to watch, man. Can it wait till tomorrow? She rolled her eyes then. No, it's about something scaring him. I pulled my keys out of my jeans and we headed north, following the boardwalk. When we entered the frat house, Thorne was shirtless again as two girls walked in long shirts down the stairs. Friends, he said, almost embarrassed. Is this a good time? I said, digging into my pockets for support. 
Yes, uh, actually, we might need to wait until tomorrow. The girls giggled as they met his side. Yeah, tomorrow. We closed the door behind us as we went back to our cars. I grabbed the handle with my left hand. Resin, Resin, that sucks, she said as the tears fell. Thorn, Thorn and I have this, this complicated thing, but I don't know it would pull me so strongly after we got out of the mines and those girls, they're floozy as shit, she said as she wiped her tears. It's going to be okay, Casey, for real, I said, as an explosion came from inside the hall next to us. Thorn and Locklear's frat was on fire, and the smoke was rising fast. from the top of the Greymore Tower. I'm Dylan Derringer here with the savviest things you need to know to help you survive undergraduate degrees. The geese pulled out an amazing victory over the Rootsville Ravens in a whopping 37-34 this past weekend. What a steal! What a show! Wish I could have seen it, but what a feat. Good job, geese! So proud of you this night. Nothing can take that away from you. Recently, there have been gas leaks around the campus. Please be safe, Graymore. Don't light any open flames if you suspect that there is a gas leak in your room. We just had a frat house report a gas leak, so please do not blow yourself up. In other news, our forecast is going to be a harvest moon and temps hiding out in the middle 50s and 60s. Jackets, my dears. Wear your jackets and hold on to that sweetie on your arm at the upcoming soccer games. We might be expecting a cold winter. Enjoy this while you can. Finally, food. The main meal tomorrow will be kebabs. No regular ones, though. Various types of insects have been imported to fill the skewers, to sate your palates and wash back the Friday night's booze. Let it flow down your gullet, Graymore. Homecoming is almost upon us! Don't forget to save the table for tickets to the homecoming and to nominate a king goose and queen goose this year. And as always, Graymore, the moon's loft will be serving the darkest coffee to fill your nights. In any event, swing by, see if there's an event going on there. Ah, Graymore, it has come to the time of night as always, where this old bag of bones signs off. Good night, Graymore. We're always accepting admissions here at the hit station WGSO. This has been Dylan Derringer for your soft and moody night. Until next time. I ran up to the house. The boys were struggling to get out and were coughing. I grabbed their shirt collars and threw them to the ground, away from the burning fires. Looking past the windows, I saw in the flames and smoke a solitary gas mask. I blinked and it was gone. Casey! I yelled. She hobbled over me. 
Did, did you see that gas mask inside their house? No, why? I did. And it was on someone's face. When I blinked, they disappeared. Casey, they were in the woods and just disappeared into thin air. Graymore is written, produced, and directed by Joseph Byers. As always, you can send comments, questions, and concerns to the Facebook, Twitter pages that we have set up right now. If you like the show, spread the word about it. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell people that you think would be into podcasting. This podcast is supported by Pinebox, which is the distributor that I use to get to everyone's RSS feeds and other social media platforms. So if you like podcasting, I highly encourage you to get into it. This week's episode has been 2.1, The Wailing Wall. A couple of weeks will pass before the next episode comes out, but the next episode is called Episode 2.2, The Rising, in the serial that I still have yet to decide what it's actually called, but it'll get there. As always, Graymore, I hope that you're doing well, and this is Joe Byers signing off.